0: Uh, uh, this is Deneen Wilburn (laughs) she is from San Diego and she's known for her trademark tone and gospel sound Um, that's one of the things that really sets her apart as a vocalist as an artist Uh, she grew up in a musical family she became the lead singer of her family's band at seven and then by the time uh she was 19 she was singing with some legendary acts uh, at the hollywood bowl no biggie and uh she uh soon after married started a family stepped away from music for a while um but she returned triumphantly to the music (laughs) scene 20 years later she even enlisted those daughters um as background singers and she has opened for acts like Graham Nash, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, The Pointer Sisters. And in 2018, she debuted her self title album uh, with producer Kamau Kenyatta. He obviously has an amazing eye for talent knowing the roster of singers that he has worked with throughout the years. Um, and he says about you, when Deneen sings, you will believe every word. That sounds pretty good. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you so much. And um, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you. I uh, We have a lot of mutual friends and everyone sings your praises so much. So this is a really cool opportunity to see your face and talk with you.
1: Well, um, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. I, I, hold on a second. I'm doing something really dumb. I'm just making sure. Okay. I wanted to share the link. Yeah. But I want to make sure that the volume was enough and that there was. okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> just like we were saying before, I, I need to boop all the buttons no, and make sure it's that.
1: <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. Thank you so much. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. Being today.
0: So um, tell me, let's start off with, what you had going on pre-COVID, what was going on in your musical career, and uh, what did you do during the transition?
1: Well, uh, I the the night, uh, a couple days before they did the official we're closed, the whole world is closed thing, I was at the uh, Westgate Hotel uh, performing there with um, some really great musicians uh, in there. Um, I can't remember the, room, the name of the room now. It's been so long since I been there but they're that the, the bar that they have there and um, just having a great time had a lot of people there everybody was um, enjoying the music and then a couple days later it was like oh hey everybody we're <laughs> the whole world is closed so we'll yeah. let you know and we're back open yeah. so before that happened um i was kind of gearing up for my next album you know just mm. uh, kind of um collecting music and um uh, and still just performing all over town you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of recording. Um, I was up in LA quite a bit, um, doing background vocals and, you know, that good money, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) and, um, and then we, everything was shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. And what was the other part of the question? Something about,
0: Oh, just kind of how you, uh, how did you transition into life as we know it now? (laughs) You know, I can't, I'd like
1: to take credit for the transition, but I really can't. I just, um, Um, one of the things that churches have been doing I sing in church a lot I know Mm -hmm. you do they had to start Mm pre-recording and um, uh, doing things differently and so immediately you know I started getting calls from churches asking to do pre-record songs for uh, worship for church and so that kind of happened and then I started getting on some recording stuff that people could if I could record off-site kind of thing so um, I couldn't I can't say that I transitioned i can just say that everything around me transitioned mm-hmm. so it just kind of went that way so everything is just from a distance
0: yeah were you equipped to record at home before that or did you um
1: uh not Quickly the way get that up that to speed. yeah not the way that i should be that's one of the things that i am grateful uh for during this time is that i i did see quite a few deficiencies in my home Situation. And um, so it makes you uh, prepare. You know, you like to have that foresight that, you know, you're prepared for everything, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot. I learned quickly and um, got prepared pretty fast. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to still, if you want to work, you know, yeah. I had to. But it's, but it, the transition's been, it's actually been kind of fun you know, because there is kind of peace in doing studio work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I like to gig and all that, but you know, sometimes I don't feel like gig until 11 o'clock at night or midnight. So it's nice to show up and do a couple hours and get, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just kind of evolved on its own all around me, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, what, uh, so you said that you were, you kind of had an album in the works, um, had did we you totally put the brakes on that or is that still in play no you
1: still you still work but i but your mind i think it's the concentration for me yeah, you know. know what i mean it's because i was just kind of starting to i had my notepads you know, and, you know, getting the songs together. And um, I just, you know, was reaching out to Kamau, you know, say, you know, it's time for us to, you know, you start to gear towards that way. And also, I was still kind of riding high on, um, you know, if I can say that on, you know, a couple of the songs from the album that were still that were at the time getting a lot of radio play, because there were in rotation and still are getting some good play too Mm -hmm. but um but it was just kind of nice you know It was just kind of just you know promoting the songs that are on the album and just you know kind of trying to use that to lift to the next level and then just kind of gets you know kind of stopped in your tracks but I, i would i would say that it kind of focused my attention more to that because i had more time to do that yeah and you know so yeah you just kind of start to realize that if everything else is shut down well then you really do have time to work on it and get it together so you know making that transition
0: it definitely yeah it's really challenged all of us to pivot very quickly or or not pivot
1: right (laughs) (laughs) or just say i'm just gonna wait (laughs) yeah 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 you
0: know which is fine um it's interesting though i think i think one of the things that i've really been thinking about a lot this week is sometimes it feels like as singers um, musicians you know our our whole events industry really um it seems like almost like a punishment sometimes like we were living foolishly and we should have known better Mm. and should have been prepared but then i think well how how do you prepare for the unexpected you know how do you um structure your career in this line of work um, to protect yourself and kind of have you know options for when the um, unimaginable strikes or or do you not think that way do you just roll with the punches and I don't know what are your thoughts on that
1: well one of the words that I hate now is unprecedented I'm tired oh, of. God. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, every commercial in these unprecedented times—like, yes. stop it! I don't want to hear that word anymore. But in reality. You know that what we're going through right now is unprecedented. You know, I mean, there, you know, this has never happened before, mm-hmm. and it's not just happening. And if it has happened, I mean, I know there's been things, but I mean, like in our modern, in the modern world, and it's not just happening here with us. It's happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. So I think you know to look back and go, why wasn't I prepared for this pandemic that hit the entire world in <laughs> 2020? Is you know, it's there's no way we could. prepared you know for this or for how long it was going to last or i mean i remember when all this was happening i just kept thinking Oh, in a couple of weeks, it's, you know, everything's going to be Definitely. fine. Because I thought, there's no way this can keep going on. Right. And, and then my husband and I were talking about Disneyland. They said Disneyland closed. I was like, wait a minute. There's yeah. no way Disneyland. Things are
0: bad now. If they're it's going- really bad Close Disney. Disneyland
1: is closed. <laughs> and I remember, I don't know if this is true, but I think I remember somebody said that, they're, that by being closed, Disneyland, you know, with all their parks is losing $30 million a day. And I said, well, there's no way this is going to go on too long because nobody's going to lose 30 million dollars a day for 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 you know very long but here we are you know mm-hmm. right where we are so you know I think yes you know we could have been prepared a little more for some things but I don't think that there's any way we could be prepared for what we're going through right now so but yeah. um one thing I am doing though I'm realizing that um when you have the time you do need to make use of it hmm make use of that time. Yeah. Anyway,
0: that's true. Yeah. And it's, um, we may have chatted about this a little bit earlier, but it's that, it's that thing where we tell ourselves when we're living at a breakneck pace that, you know, if I just had, if I just had, you know, Wednesday's free, then I would do this, this, and this, but then, then you get Sunday through Saturday free and you still don't do the things. So um, I think it is a good lesson for us to kind of um, look at that and and we are really forced to face right now, uh, what are our priorities? And if there's something you really wanna do, you're going to do it. And if you're not doing it, it's because you don't want to do it. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's like the grow up kind of situations. Like you have to really grow up and face things when you deal in a situation like this. And I think you're right. I mean, one of the things that I, you know, because I am a little bit older, you know, and I feel like, um, you know, I've learned a lot and I try to be conscious of what's happening around me. And so one of the things that I've tried to do is to learn to be grateful you know, in whatever the situation is, and I remember it was just when my when the pandemic hit, and my daughter was in San Francisco, and they had, you know, they were just about to shut down San Francisco, and mm-hmm. and then she drove home, and we were all here under one roof. And I remember just everyone being safe and just the feeling, you know, of knowing where all my family was and that I knew that everybody was in my house and, you know, and so I started to just kind of think, you know, even though everything is really nuts out there, you know, you got everybody home, you got your family home and we were having fun. I mean, like, you know, you look outside and the world was just like going nuts, but inside the house, we'd be laughing and watching movies and, and, um, and it's not every moment is not like that, but in a general sense, just the peace of knowing that everyone's safe and just learning to be in the moment and not to complain, you know, and mm-hmm. as you know, how we do, Oh, if I just had more time, if I just had this and I just had that, and now you have the time and um, all that stuff. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe something comes to mind. I'm thinking, we've, we've kind of been forced into this situation to slow down, especially, you know, career wise. I mean, you, you really can't, I mean, you can go out to eat now, but there was even a time where you couldn't go out and eat. Um, and then even, even our channels of connection online, um, social media are, are really, uh, negative, you know, in, in in a lot of ways, you turn on the TV, that's another channel of communication, lots and lots of negativity. I wonder if it isn't God, or the universe, just telling us to turn inward, turn inward to your family, stay, stay connected with what is closest to you, right this moment, stop trying to look outside of, you know, the most important uh, sphere of influence that you have, you know, we're really, we're trying so hard to, um, do this, like, let's normalize again. I, that's, that's the word I'm not liking Mm
1: -hmm, right now. mm -hmm. Normalize. Normalize, It's another word we can add unprecedented and normalize. We don't like (laughs) that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I, um, it can be an uncomfortable thing to, you know, spend so so much time, you know, with yourself, with your family, um, but, you know, may, really may be one of those areas that we, we, just need to be there in that place the most, right? Well,
1: now. they're your family. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> you know, what is that? I can't remember the saying, but it's something like you can't choose your family. You know, that, right. that they're your family. You know, but um, no, I do. I mean, I'm very, um, you know, a uh, uh, spiritual, you know not to you know act like i'm you know holier than thou or anything like that but i always try to see things you know from a standpoint of is there a bigger message that we should yeah. be getting is there a a lesson because i believe that there's lessons in everything yes um the good the bad the ugly and and if if people can't see that there's a message in this it's kind of like when you know people pass away and then we, we you know we say you know make sure you tell your loved ones you know that you love them that you care about them uh that's a lesson you know what i mean and i know we say it a lot and we say it you know every time someone passes away for the most part someone will say it but it's still true yeah. you know and there's still lessons in all those things and i think um, I would feel kind of sorry for someone that would be going through all the stuff that we're going through right now and not realizing that there is something to be learned in all of this, even if it's just that there are some things that are out of your control. Yeah, You know what I mean? Maybe Maybe that's the lesson. You know, we can't we have absolutely no control. And even though there's, and and there's a particular helpless feeling from time to time in the middle of all this. I remember just seeing all the businesses going down. And I remember one day I, I just drove past the mall and everybody being closed. And, and a lot of these people that have these businesses, I know them, you know, because mm-hmm. they're in my neighborhoods. And I know that, you know, how much they struggle, some of the restaurants that we go to. And I think, oh my God, you know, how are they going to make it? And just this sadness, you know, sometimes. So sometimes you feel that helplessness, Mm -hmm. but I think there's even a lesson in that, that you have to realize that there are times where you have to just put your trust in God or, you know, or your faith, whatever, you know, your particular faith may be, and just realize that there are some things that are beyond us, Mm -hmm. you know, and even though you feel helpless um, for me, excuse me, it helps me to know that, that the things that I can control, that I can work on, you work on them and you do what you can. And then the rest, my mom mom always said, she said, um, do what you can and let God do the rest. That's what my mom always says to me. And I remember that all the time, because that's true. You have to, some things are just out of our control.
0: Yeah. Those are very powerful words. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's comforting to hear. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously family is um, of, great importance to you you we mentioned earlier that um, when you decided to have a family you were uh, in the midst of your professional career and you decided to step away um, what was that like for you and what went into that decision
1: um well you know what honestly I, I don't know that <clears throat> I purposely decided it just kind of it just it, developed that it wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not for me to be able to do what I was trying to do with my, you know, with my daughter. And I was still, it, it just, it wasn't working. And so what was that like? Um, I think at the moment, I kind of thought that this will just be for a short time, you know, and then, you know, I'll still be able to, you know, start doing this and doing that. And I did try from time to time to come out. I remember I did some recording, along the way uh, when my oldest daughter was probably a three or four and, um, and had made made her some really good songs. Actually, I still have them. I think I might pull them out for the next album, but, um, um, but you know how it is. It's, it's hard to complete an album when you're all in and you've got all, you know what I mean? Just when the timing is right, it's just to complete something. It's, it's hard when you're able, you know, Um, So when you're, when you're raising your family and all those things, it just, it just didn't happen, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think at a certain point, I just stopped even thinking about it and just decided that, you know, whatever else I was going to do with my life, it wasn't going to be that in a professional way. And um, But I still sang at my church, you know, and I still um, sang with my girls, you know, they've been singing with me since they were on my knee, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, so that was always good, but it was never enough, you know what I mean I could always just feel it in my gut, you know, and every time I would hear like a A beautiful album, you know, or something that I would have wanted to do to the type of album I would have wanted to make, you know, would make you almost want to cry because you would think like, oh, that's all I ever wanted to do, you know. And um, so that was, um, that was tough, you know, Um, there were years where I didn't think about it at all. And then there were years when I would think about it a lot, like when you see a music show or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but it was always still there that I wanted to do it and it, um, and never left. No matter how much I tried to, you know, put it to the back of my mind, it would always somehow, at the most inopportune times, just <laughs> just rear its head again. So, yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, I've I've talked um, with so many other singers that have kind of alluded to the same thing, whether it was um, parenthood or other circumstances that maybe they were um, thinking, uh, I need to go do something else, or this isn't working out type thing. But um, there is something about the passion for music or the love of music and that it just it doesn't go away. I mean, you can run, but you can't hide from it. It just It's, always it's in there. your
1: gut. It's in your soul. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And I know you want it to go away, you know, because you just think if it could just die, I could just live. But when it's still there, mm-hmm. you know, so it, so I feel particularly um, blessed that cause I know a lot of people step away from music and arts mm-hmm. and acting, to, you know, to raise from a lot of famous actors have done it. You know, they've made a couple movies and had great success and then stepped away um, but not a lot come back. Yeah. And that's, you know, that part seemed it seems like once they make the decision to step away they just step away. Mm-hmm. But very rarely do you see somebody literally come back you know, and kind of dig it out from the ground up. And that was one of the reasons why I just felt like, oh, I just, I don't know that this is ever a possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's comforting to know that music is one of those things that, um, if you set it down for whatever reason, it will be there waiting for you. It may not look the same as it did when you left, So um, But it's, you know, it's still coming from the same place of origination, you know, and uh, you know, so whether that's making that choice in parenthood or or being in um, a situation that is beyond your control, like a pandemic that says uh, you're putting music down right now for a while. Just I think uh, we all have to remind ourselves that um, it hasn't gone away. It's just it's looking different right now. And at some point. we'll, we'll have a new iteration of it as well.
1: Absolutely. And it, it still hasn't gone away now. I mean, the world cannot live without music, mm-hmm. you know, that you just, you just can't just the same as we can't individually, the the world needs music. Music is so, so healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it's one of the sad parts about you know, the pandemic is that I feel like there'd be more healing if there'd be more, you know, if there were more ways for people to enjoy arts. And I feel that way about church. And I know they, you know, I understand that, you know, how things have to be shut down and everything, but church is also a healing thing, you know, people heal from the inside out, you know, and that includes, you know, in a spiritual way. So it's, you know, so shutting off all of the things that, that connect to the, to our natural healing you know, it makes it harder for the physical healing. I, uh, that's on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, you know, that, the, all those things are part of what make us well, you know, yeah. happy and joy, you know, being joyful and not depressed and all those things, you know, they're part of healing too, you know, and I think that um, sometimes it's just hard. I know we need to find a way to incorporate those things back in, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah we definitely do we definitely do um before we move away uh from the um motherhood and music topic um i have you know so many friends um who are singers who who have made every choice imaginable when it comes to um am i going to be a mom am i not going to be a mom Mm -hmm. what will this mean for my career um you know what will that look like um some that you know do to kind of take a hiatus um, to raise their family, uh, return, not return. Um, I have come to believe with my own experience as, you know, being a mother um, in this business is that I just don't believe there is any right question. I don't think you can get this one wrong because you obviously made a choice. Um, you have a lovely, loving, wonderful family. And here you are back again doing, you know, what you love to do. Um, I, in turn, made a different choice. I stayed in it. Um, I stayed very tightly connected to it, which had its consequences, too. I tried to juggle many, many, many things like, (laughs) like, pumping on a 10 minute break Uh, off stage and things of that nature. It was hard, but it wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. Everybody has to make the decision that's best for them. And everybody has a different situation. One of the other things that was a part of my situation is that my husband traveled a lot, Mm -hmm. government contractor. So he was always on the road. And so that created another, you know, because if you're going to be a mom and, and it really, is great when you have a spouse there or a partner there, you know, or help, you know what I mean? Whether it's a family member or mom or whatever. I know a lot of single moms too, that are in the music industry. I know you do too. A lot of good, good friends of mine are are single moms in the music industry. They they're by themselves, you know, and they still make it work. So I think it really, everybody's situation is different. And I don't, you know, everybody has to do what's best for them. And if it works for you, you know, you go ahead and do it.
0: Yes. You no. Know,
1: yeah. And no, I I I I totally support that. Yeah.
0: Can't yeah. get that one wrong.
1: <laughs> no, you can't. I mean because it's whatever works for you. I mean there are a lot of people, you know, we're speaking of motherhood. There are a lot of people that choose not to work, you know, when they're mom. You know what I mean? And then there are other people that do work, you know, and sometimes the the dad will stay home or you know there's all these different situations. And you know, I think as as women trying to still be artists you know, that that art is of such a part of us. We should be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't have to shut it down. You know, I chose to do that, but yeah. but it shouldn't be like, well, you have to, you know, there wasn't like anybody saying should, you got to yeah. shut it down. You just yeah. can't do it. You know, then I would have been, I would have definitely done it. You know? Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we shouldn't be, I don't think we should feel that we can't our art out into the world or that it's never going to happen because of that because Mm -hmm. god god knew that we were going to have kids and Mm -hmm. have families and he still gave us that art he still gave us that gift so he couldn't have wanted us to have to choose i just that's just how i feel about it and i don't think we have to so no so i think i mean bravo for you girl pumping on your 10 minute break good lord
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we made it work. <laughs> we
1: made it work, and guess what? Your kids are still alive. Did they die? No. Nope. <laughs> they survived. They got their milk. You know everything. Yep. So they that yeah. And and it's the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so interesting. Yeah,
0: I know. I I think it's um, you know, it's it's just so hard because you do you face so many of those mm. shoulds, especially you know when it comes to like parenting choices, and I just you know um. I don't know if if you feel this way, but um for me, having daughters it's just I want them to I want them to see me, I want them to mm. see who I really am and and who what things are really a part of me because I want them to know what's possible for them and what you know they don't have to be anything like me, but I want them to know that whatever choice they make.
1: That's so important. I I have to tell you, that's been one of the most incredible, incredibly rewarding things about being in music and getting them being able to see me. Mm -hmm. I mean, just they, I mean, they're so proud of me. Yeah, they really are. And I'm, you know, and, and I don't know, I, I, I didn't know what that was gonna feel like or if that was a thing, you know what I mean? Cause I don't think you really think in terms of you want your kids to be proud of you. You know what I mean? It's always like the parents are proud of the kids. But man, I mean, when I was in the studio and they were in there and they were listening to the album I I could just see on their faces, they're just like, that's my mom, that's my mom, that's your mom, that's my mom. (laughs) But that was something for me, especially having daughters, you know, letting them know that you can achieve whatever, even if time passes, Mm -hmm. you know, you never stop because you can achieve great things. And so I have to say, I feel like it was worth it Mm -hmm. for them to see, you know, and I, I, I know that's gotta be the same thing with your daughters. I mean, my mom's a rock star, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's a really cool thing for girls nowadays to see. You can, you can do everything. You can do anything you want to do.
0: Yeah. 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 Mom goals.
1: (laughs) Mom goals.
0: (laughs) So, um what was the thing that made you decide to make a comeback?
1: Well, um, my brother, I don't know if you know my brother. He's a musician here in San Diego too. He knows Leonard
0: really well. He knows everybody Uh, Micah Whitley, do you know? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's my brother. I did not put those pieces together. Really? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's my brother.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and um he started, he had a gig. This is gosh, it was probably like 2013, at this place called Bean Crosby. Do you remember Bean Crosby's? Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. They're obviously they're out of business now, but but um so he had a gig there on Sunday afternoons. And so he just called me up and he said, Hey, why don't you start doing this gig with me? And it was a jazz gig and you know I was singing gospel and everything and, and I'd like jazz and we grew up you know we sang everything but yeah. but not in a performance kind of a way so the whole uh, uh, genre was different for me mm-hmm. um, but it was such a cool thing because I always love all the Nat King Cole songs and all the old I just, I've always loved that, but never had the opportunity to sing it. So I was like, well, what do you mean you want me to do? He said, well, just come out, you know, it was Sunday night and, you know, and then just sing a couple songs. And so, okay. So I came out and I started singing with him and it actually was really great. And, you know, so I started coming back every night, every Sunday night when we did, when he did the gig. And eventually we had the place just so packed out. I mean, it was it was such it was so, so cool. Yeah. And um, and so that kind of got me into the thing and I got to know people because you know the San Diego community, you know, of musicians, I didn't know anybody Mm -hmm. except for the ones that kind of played at churches too. Mm -hmm. And you know, and then you know, I didn't know they were, you know, doing the secular thing too. So so I, it was a whole, it was a whole new world for me. Yeah. And um, so that's how I, I got started, you know, and then, you know, it kind of went from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so eventually you were like, I'm going to make an album. And,
1: oh, well, it, was quite, uh... <laughs> it wasn't exactly the next step. <laughs> no, after that, I, um, you know, my brother and I, we played together for a while and then um, uh, I got an opportunity to do. Uh, the gig he stopped doing it because he had to he had was something else was happening Mm -hmm. and so I had an opportunity to do the gig on my own it wasn't it being Crosby's anymore we had moved over to the four point sheraton over there and um, and so I started doing my own kind of thing which was super scary and another friend of mine his name was Brandon Primus who was a saxophone player from Mm -hmm. New York Uh, he and I would do the gig together and we started doing shows together he would do his own shows and I would be a special guest and then um, we were playing at a place called 98 Bottles. Do you remember that downtown? Yeah. We would do shows there. And so one, one night he called me up and he said, hey, you need to do your own show. And I was like, why do I need to do my own show, man? I'm doing your show. I'm fine with me. He says, no, you need to do your own show. He said, no, I'll, I'll be your special guest, you know. And I just thought, oh, is this, so is this it? Is this the moment, you know, when, you know, when I have to decide, you know, do you really want to do this or are you just, you know, you said you want to do this, you know, you can't be afraid. And, but I was afraid. And I have to tell you the night before the show, I'm going to do, I'm not going to cry. I am not going to cry.
0: I'm not crying. <laughs> Look, you're not, I'm not crying, you're crying.
1: me <laughs> you sent me um, the quote from Marion Williamson. I don't want to get it wrong. And it's a real famous uh you know quote that she makes about you know you know you you don't serve the world by playing small you know by you know trying to not oh i don't want to be conceited or i'm i'm paraphrasing it you know she said you know your fear is not you know that you're fail your your fear is probably that you'll be more successful yes. than you ever dreamed you could be yes. said but you can't not do it I'm totally paraphrasing this because I can't remember but what it, I'm just giving you the meaning yes. but you can't not do this because this is a gift God gave you mm-hmm. and so you can't play small and try to pretend like oh but I don't want people to think this you just have to do what God gave you to do said and so you need to do your good. and the show sold out mm-hmm. and I have to say I got out there and I by the time I hit the stage I was ready to go and from that point on I realized that okay this is the path and you better be you know you better buckle in and be ready because because you're on the road now and um and that's that was kind of the moment that set the stage for the rest that came oh man
0: oh I love that uh, that's so you know. much I wonder sometimes I realize that there are artists out there who um who have, you know, a real healthy confidence and ego, you know, which is fine. Um, but you know, there, I think the majority of us have this thing that is like, what in the world makes (laughs) me think that I can have my own show and my own band and, you know, headline, like what makes me think that a hundred people want to stand in a room and listen to me Where, what is the thing (laughs) that bridges that fear to, that's good. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) That's
1: good. No, it's so true. I mean, you just, you think to yourself and you're like, "Am, am I, are people really coming to my show or am I like, did I dream this or something? But then you, but then when you hit the stage, you know, when you, something, that gift inside you or you know i mean not in a conceited way you mm-hmm. we have to we do have to fight that you know that one uh yeah. caesar that had a guy that just walked around with him just whispering in his ears said you're just a man you're just a man you're just a man <laughs> that was the guy's job just Mm -hmm. to walk around and whisper to him, you're just a man, just a man, you know, while everybody bows to him or whatever. So you do have to keep that ego in check, but you're right. There's something you do wonders. Is this God? Is this, Mm -hmm. you know, is it, is it ego? Is it, and then you think maybe you need a little bit of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe all ego is not bad. Maybe, you know, maybe you need that in order to be able to do what you do. And, uh, but I think you're right. I think, but also that fear of, that you're gonna get on stage and, and no one's gonna like what you're singing and just the psychological stuff that you have to overcome as well, Yeah. you know? So that, when he sent me that, that um, that I was, I mean, it was like right on time. Yeah. And um, so you do have to, man, you have to have a healthy dose of, uh, you know, sane, <laughs> saneness and and balance and all of those things to, to really make it work.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Mm -hmm. I know. I think it's like, you know, maybe it is just that like small knowing that God plants in you that just kind of gets stoked just enough to push you over the edge, you know, to do these ridiculous things. <laughs> it's something. I mean, it yeah. has to
1: be. It has to be. Yeah. I remember when I um uh, my when the, the show that Darrell um sang at, you know, yeah. um at the music box. Mm-hmm. I mean I remember the first time I went to the music box and oh what is this is a beautiful place. And then when they said, Well we want you to do your album release here, I I kind of laughed a little bit and I said, wait a minute, girl, get yourself together <laughs> 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 uh, the music I was like, the music box I oh I don't know if we can that's a lot of people and I don't know you know just you, you instantly start but I think back now to that night you know and Darrell performing in him opening he was amazing Darrell if you are listening or if you listen later you were amazing he was just so I, the whole night was just was this wonderful but looking back now at that night and the pictures and all the people and I just think just like what you said what made me think that, that 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 could happen you know wow why wasn't I did that actually happen how did that happen you know but it's it's there's something there you know and thank god for it you know because yeah. thank god for it you know I'm I'm you know we see Patty LaBelle you know she's on stage and she does like that throws the. this, this the sweat off of her cheeks to the audience you know and you know I thank God for that you know I thank God for that that diva because you know she's given us something that we need mm-hmm. you know she's inspiring us and you know and if it weren't for that she might not be able to get on that stage and do what she has to do yeah
0: anyway, it's
1: a long way of saying I agree <laughs> yeah
0: I think you know I, I think back to um I, I was trying to be a professional singer from a pretty young age, but there was a definite shift in time where I really, you know, started getting serious. And I honestly chalk a lot of it up to just being naive and not knowing any better. Not not being so entrenched like in the music community, so I didn't have that self-conscious awareness of like What is so-and-so going to think if I want to do something like this?" Um, There was nobody for me to really bounce any ideas off of, Mm. so I just, I had an idea that I wanted to do this thing, and I just started making a lot of calls, not knowing any better (laughs) for what I was doing. Wow. I'm thankful for that, because now, after having been in this business for so many years, I am much more, probably much more fearful now.
1: (laughs) Is that like how, is that like how little kids can learn how to speak all these languages when they're little?
0: Right. Because they don't
1: realize that it's hard. (laughs) You know, what is that like hard or something? (laughs) They just start speaking. all, And then it gets to be us. And we're like, oh, that's so hard. I can't do that. But then these little kids, you know, 10, 12 years old are speaking three and four languages. It's just, oh, I can learn that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're too smart now. You got too grown up.
0: I want to go back. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it is just one of those things that you just got to remind yourself that, you know, when you do find yourself kind of buried in that self-doubt or, you know, the voices swirling of like, oh, you know, what will everybody say? Or you're getting very calculated about everything you do is just to remember that it is just layers of stuff. It's just layers of stuff. You know, they they were there when I was doing this earlier. I just was like just had blinders to them at the time. And I think you can put those blinders back on, you know.
1: <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Do we want to? Yes, I guess a little bit.
0: But... Uh... <laughs> sure. There yeah. are there are things I wouldn't go back and do. Right. <laughs> I hear you. Sure. I hear you there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm really curious to know. Um, speaking of young singers. Um, You raised up two musical daughters. How, what was your household like? What were some of your habits as a family that incorporated music into your life?
1: Oh, well, this is hilarious. So what I started doing when my kids were, were young and every time they had a birthday, I would like, this is so stupid. I would dress up in like, some weird hat or something. And I would come in their room with a guitar and I would say, Ooh, I just wanna wish you a happy birthday, baby. And, all. <laughs> and, it would, and it would always be like at 6 a.m. in the morning. And then all the rest of the, um, my other daughter would come, my husband would come in there and they'd all stand there and laugh at me. Uh, and so I started doing that for each of them every year. But what happened is as, we, as they got older, we started doing it together for the person that had the birthday. So, um, and, and in fact, my old, my youngest daughter, she just turned 23 yesterday, so we did her her birthday thing together. So, with my oldest daughter, who's 28 now, this is how long this has been going on, <laughs> oh and now my husband's involved, and my son's involved, and my son-in-law is here, so he he got involved yesterday. So, we do some kind of performance, you know, we just dance, we dress up in costumes, and um, a couple years ago for my birthday. They, My oldest daughter dressed up as me, and my youngest daughter dressed up as Kamau. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so she at the piano, and they were singing a song for me and everything. So it's just funny, you know, that it's always music-related, mm-hmm. and we're always singing together for the one person that has a birthday, and it's just taken on such a life of its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, some years, I'm like, what are we doing for, you know, so-and-so's birthday tomorrow? And we're like, I don't know, Mommy, how we are ta- we going to top last year? But <laughs> And so people will be texting each other in the middle of the night. I'll get up in the middle of the night. There'll be a text. I have an idea, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so we dress up in costumes and it's a whole show. And uh, so, yeah, but I mean, music has been such a part of our lives too, because they're all their uncles and, mm-hmm. you know, aunts and and even their grandparents are all, you know, singers and musicians. So it's just, it's such second nature for them. Mm-hmm. The it's a part of it
0: yeah that's really that's so fascinating to me because um i my family was not musical my my grandmother was a professional singer but i lived across the country from her so she she was very encouraging to me but i didn't have that you know influence in my life um so I, i don't know i guess it was just just something i personally wanted to do but now that i have daughters I I'm not sure how you um, how you nurture that, how you kind of influence that. I want them to be whoever they want to be, Mm -hmm. but I, I would like to provide them with the opportunity to kind of, you know, explore that area. But, you know, we've Someone will say, like, oh, you should let your mommy give you singing lessons. Well, well, I already know how to sing, you know.
1: <laughs> and maybe
0: they do. <laughs> they do, yes.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, well, so much of the music, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, don't no, go. But so much of the music that my kids got, they got just from hearing me sing and from yeah. singing with me, you know what I mean? So it wasn't necessarily that they took voice lessons. They did take music lessons, you mm-hmm. know, they all took guitar lessons, violin lessons, whatever, you know at the time that was happening. Um, so that part, I did want them. I wanted them to have like the foundational stuff of music, even if they didn't want to, because I knew the power of music and that at some point, you know, they're gonna like music, you know? Yeah. So, and and of course I was right, <laughs> you know? So, but they have that music now. Now my oldest daughter plays guitar and my youngest daughter plays violin and they both sing. And so, but they they're so happy that they can sing and do music. They love it. You know, they love that they have the ability, even if they're not doing it as a career, the fact that they can be involved in music and know what's happening when people, other musicians are playing and 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 then they also know a lot of the people in the music community as well, because, you know, they sing too. So it's, it's the, the whole musical experience has been great. Really,
0: really yeah. good for them. Mm, I love it. Yeah. You sound like you have a really cool family. Yes, yeah. we do. We yeah. do, we're
1: very blessed.
0: Yeah. Speaking of our communities too, I want to definitely take a moment to say hello and do some shout outs to everybody who oh, is joining cool. us tonight. Um, I'm trying to get better about that. We've got, uh, Janet Moore Walters. Oh,
1: yes. That's my
0: girl. Yeah. My, uh, my wonderful husband, Chuck Tucker is out there watching. Nice. And, uh, oh, you have a Tucker in your family too. Patricia Wilburn Tucker. I,
1: I don't know. I, nope. I don't know.
0: Do I know you, Patricia? <laughs> we might be. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is how we are jointly connected. Maybe and I. <laughs> it's the Wilburn Tucker family. Yeah. Um, uh, cloud, Claude Bell. Oh, Hey, yeah. I know Claude. Lynn
1: Whitley. Oh, that's my aunt. <laughs> Hi aunt Lynn. She's in the Philippines.
0: Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. And, um, Hmm. I wonder how this name is pronounced. M-p- is it Marcy? Is it
1: mm. Marise? Is Mar-a-say. it oh. yes.
0: yes. Hey, Marseille. She's
1: yeah. so sweet. She is um, a friend of Kamal's. Uh, he um teaches music to her son, who is a wonderfully talented musician. And she is a great supporter of the music um, community. She comes to shows she buys albums she just works so hard to support i mean if somebody's doing a live stream she's on there you know she's just she loves the music and mm-hmm. she's just such a great supporter so i'm glad she's on and glad that's to give awesome her shout out it
0: is yeah thank you Marseille. and i love that name too Yeah, that's really beautiful um, chuck phillips hey chuck phillips and uh david buck and Brian Bannock is out there. So, hey, everybody! Yeah, thank you so much. We're, we're great musicians, yeah. <sighs> I know. I love our San Diego community. I do too.
1: You know, it's so great that, um, and I love that everybody's close. I mean, I, I, when I first came in, you know, sometimes you, you do feel like you like things might be a little clickish. Oh but yeah. I think, but I just, but you have to just really become a part of the community. You know what I mean? You have to cultivate those relationships mm-hmm. because I always felt like everybody was pretty open. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that there, I've heard of people say that, you know, there were conflicts here and there, but I never really experienced that. Yeah. I've had a, I've had a good experiment. I know what yours has been like, but mine has been very positive.
0: Yep. Mine has been very positive too. I, I can definitely say that for sure. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think? this next year is going to look like for you or what do you want it to look like?
1: Um, Okay. So give me about five seconds to think. (laughs) What's it going to look like? And we're talking 2021.
0: Yeah. Let's just say, let's just say all the stars aligned and the world was your oyster.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh God. Well, this is one of the things that I'm doing during this time is really being thoughtful about how to go forward in a really positive way and realizing that I'm ready to, you know, start my next album. But that I want to make sure that since we have the downtime that things are organized and that things are done right, you know, um, in a perfect world in 2021. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I'd probably be in the studio doing the live recording probably april
0: in a Mm -hmm. perfect (laughs) no not a live recording like like (laughs) recording a lot well no no no. we we just
1: we just recorded the album live got you um yeah in a perfect world 2021 you know what and maybe hold on let me scratch that Mm -hmm. i think i would be happy right now if things are just open again Mm-hmm. And if we're able, if people are able to have bands at weddings, and and I guess, I guess what I want is for the community at large, not necessarily for me per se, because I feel like what I want to do, I could do even now. You know what I mean? I really could start. You know, we could get songs together, be ready, and I'll do lots of things that would, you know, get us to that point. But I really want more than that. You know, I want, um, I want music to be uh, available.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I want
1: people to be able to dance again. So I guess if if the stars aligned and and everything was back, you know, uh, we'd be back. (laughs) I'd be back at the Westgate like I was the night before everything shut down. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this is the continuation, like, you know, of what happened. And, you know, but then again, I think sometimes sometimes things like this happen so that we can change, you know, maybe we got a little comfortable with that. Maybe it's time to do things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And I really don't know what that looks like, you know. But, um, you know, but I'm hopeful that everybody that wants to work and work again, you know, that people are able to support their families, you know, that people that came out with albums, you know, that happened to come out during this time are able to, you know, maybe recoup some of the money that they, mm-hmm. you know, lost because the album just happened to come out at an inopportune time. And, I don't know. I you know maybe it's an Alice in Wonderland kind of stuff I'm wanting, but <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's great.
1: One world. What is it? The the beauty queens always say world peace. I yeah. want world peace in a perfect world in 2020. What do you What do you think? What do you think? What do, What do you? 2021.
0: Oh gosh, you know what? I, I think I think everything you're asking for is totally reasonable, and I want that for you too. <laughs> um, you know what I think I really want. What really makes me restless is the uh, limitations. I, Mm -hmm. if I'm not going to succeed at something or have an opportunity, I want it to be because I blew it, not because someone was telling me I couldn't do this or that. I really resent that. And, and having these, you know, restrictions placed upon us, um, that we, you know, can't go do this or that, or we can't pursue this or that. I'm very restless with that. Mm -hmm. I really struggle with that. And I just kind of, I want those things, Lift it off of us I'll feel a lot better you know when when um if I'm going to be a failure it's going to be on my terms mm-hmm.
1: psychologically <laughs> just knowing that
0: yeah. I, I can do this
1: you know but when it's when someone's telling you you can't I don't know it does it you it, it does something to you